Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and we are kind of freaking out a little bit because we are so honored to welcome Mike McNulty, who is the president of USTA, to the podcast, and we are doing this from the president's office at the 2022 U.S. Open. Erin, are you freaking out right now a little bit? I'm freaking out a little bit. <laughs> so, Mike, thank you. I'm freaking out a little bit. <laughs> okay. So, Mike, thank you so much for doing this. Can you tell us about your tennis background and also how you became the president of USTA? Great. Well, I have a long history in tennis as a volunteer, not as a good tennis player. So I started uh, about 23 years ago, and my father asked me, he was a tennis volunteer, to volunteer for tennis. At first, I told him no, uh, which I have probably had never done before because uh, I had a busy legal profession. And then he told me about the incredible attributes of being a tennis volunteer, you know, how you make great friends and how much you love the game and you can give back to it. So I told him yes. And from that point on, I started at the grassroots level and I became a president of a community tennis association, uh, which I formed. Uh, I then became president of the Louisiana Tennis Association and then president of the Southern Tennis Association, which you may know is the largest uh, section uh, in the country, uh, nine states and about 23 percent of the membership. And then I began to serve on the board of directors and I uh, served three terms. And then there is a nominating committee that you apply to be able to serve in various capacities, which would include being president. And I was very fortunate to have been selected to be president and chairman of the board of the United States Tennis Association. It has been an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, just today, for example, at the U.S. Open, and we're going to have Serena playing tonight. And I can't tell you how wonderful experience it has been. That's fantastic. Can you tell us how the revenue from the U.S. Open impacts the growth of tennis at the grassroots level? Well, the, the U.S. Open, uh, to be honest with you, the U.S. Open generates more revenue than any other tennis tournament in the world. That includes any other Grand Slam, and uh, we're very happy about it. We have 750,000 people who come to the U.S. Open every year, and it's the largest uh, annual sporting event in the world. Uh, with that generated income, uh, we use it to be able to service our mission. Our mission is to promote, develop, and grow the game of tennis. And we do that at the grassroots level. So um, I'm not going to get really into the intricacies of our structure, but we have 17 sections uh, that um, make up the entire United States. Much of our funding goes to those 17 sections, and their responsibility is to grow tennis in their particular sections. And then there are some sections that have states that are independent, such as Southern, 
I think y'all are from North Carolina. Correct. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's North Carolina, the North Carolina Tennis Association. So uh, with that structure, the USTA gives money to the sections. This past year, we gave about $60 million to the sections to be able to use to grow tennis. They, in turn, pass it down to their, their districts, such as North Carolina. Kelly Gaines loves to get that check. Yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> and, Kelly. Yes. And so it, it's, it's a pass down. In addition to that section funding, there are a lot of grants we provide. You know, we provide monies to parks. We provide uh, monies to uh, different initiatives that are at the section level. And section funding monies to the grassroots is a strategic priority of the USTA. Can you talk to us about the importance of volunteers at the national sections and local levels? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, and uh, the the importance of the volunteers, I can't stress enough. You know, one of the things I get to travel internationally, and I'm on a Grand Slam board with other chairmen of the Grand Slams, and I'm on ITF committees and constitutional committees, I get to talk to them about their organizations and how they uh, are structured, their governance structure. I tell them about the USTA and I tell them, you know, how how we're structured and our volunteer system. And they're blown away. They so their governance is such that their staffs, their employees, other people down the line from the national as a national governing body all the way down, they do it through paid employees. When I tell them that we have thousands and thousands of volunteers who passionately want to grow tennis and do so for free, they can't understand it. They can't understand why a lawyer or a doctor or some other person would take the time to give a significant amount of time to be able to um, serve on a committee or to go out on a court and, uh, for example, be a, a mother or a father, being a, a captain of a junior team tennis, you know, manage that. But we do. And basically it's because we've, uh, we've been impacted by the game of tennis. We know, you know, we have a love for it and are willing to, to do that. So uh, it's, it's unique. We don't take it for granted. I've had people on my, on the board that I've served with before who have been president of Bank of America. Uh, right now, I have a board member, a treasurer of Amazon. Can you imagine trying to hire those people to be able to provide expertise and service? And they do it for free. And they do it at the grassroots level, level through CTAs, uh, through North Carolina Tennis Association, state associations, nationally through different committees where they have expertise and can really help the organization in particular areas such as rules and regulations and governance. And you can go you know, down the list of, for example, the 31 committees we have at the USTA. So most of our listeners are adult league players, but we know that USTA is made, that's probably a small portion of what, what USTA is made up of. But can you talk to our listeners about um, other volunteer committees or other as, uh, aspects of USTA? Well, that's a lot. Yeah. So we have, you know, we have a lot of volunteer committees. Uh, the committees cover everything from high-performance tennis all the way down to social play uh, tennis. Uh, 
adult tennis, youth tennis, competitive tennis, uh, tennis on campus, you know, so it's a whole area. I guess maybe what I should say is, is we have a pathway. Our mission is to attract, engage, and retain diverse tennis players. And we look, we have committees that are set up to be able to address that entire pathway from youth and from youth playing socially to playing competitively to going to collegiate to professional. It's basically committees which would include leagues, you know. Um, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that um, that may be the, the committee where they are the most applications to serve because you have these passionate league players. Yes. Oh, good. I mean, we are passionate. A, well, you know, I, I'm suggesting. Some call it passion. I'm, okay, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you about the application process. I think both of you would be incredible committee members okay. on we'll the it. on the league committee, you know. I think one of your, your um, podcasts may have been – Sandbagging, maybe on did, leagues yeah, just, and everything. Yes, you, you could yeah. change that. Right. You know, be on the committee. Go ahead and say, "Look, we got to address this." And right. uh, we I did think, get a lot of pushback. We from did. that episode. There. Oh, you did. Yeah. But well, we've good. got good. We've, good to know. We've gotten emails from it, but that that means that people are listening and they're you know taking our issues and and they're passionate about it. Yes, they're yeah. passionate. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, can you tell us your most memorable moment on the court and as USTA president? Wow. Whew. Yeah, I'm not that great a tennis player to have the most memorable uh, moments. Oh, I know. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Uh, so when I grew up, uh, I loved to play uh, father-son tournaments with my father. And I remember I mentioned that he got me into tennis. And uh, so we won the uh, Louisiana Tennis Association father-son tournament. And I was young, very young. Uh, we were I'm very surprised that we did. We had great, great teams to compete against. But what happens is, is that tournament was sponsored by um, Sterling Sugars Corporation, and the trophy was a five-pound bag of sugar. <laughs> Not a trophy, but a five-pound bag of sugar. Okay, you know, I've gotten rid of all my my trophies already, but I never got rid of that five-pound bag of sugar, and I used it. I was a law- lawyer for forty-one years. And I use it as a paperweight uh, on my desk for about 20 years until ants took it over and I had to get rid of it. But people would always ask, why do you have a five-pound bag of sugar on your desk? And I get to tell that wonderful story of winning uh, a father-son tennis tournament. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. How about as USTA president? Well, I have to say the first time you walk out on Arthur Ashe Stadium, you're in front of the world of tennis players, and it's the introduction. You know, when, for example, at the beginning of this tournament, uh, welcome to the 2022 U.S. Open, and ESPN is shining down, and there are 5.3 million people that are watching, and you go, well, I hope I get it right. (laughs) So, And and also giving out the trophy. There are about three cardinal rules. Don't drop the trophy. Get the name right. You know, and uh, actually in COVID, it was bump a fist and don't shake a hand. So uh, I would say giving out the uh, the winner's trophy is uh, is pretty special. Since we've got you on the podcast, and like I said, a lot of our uh, listeners are league players, can you let us in on the algorithm for our NTRP ratings? Yes. Uh, I want to know. That's what everybody wants to know. I, I can't. I'm going to have to tell you. Um, I'll, have to, I'll take the fifth on that. Right, right. You know? <laughs> 
uh, I, I don't know the, the algorithm. I do know that there are a lot of people that go into uh, that that rating system, and we're working on a lot of different rating systems now. You know, right. as you know, you probably have heard of WTN, yes, and, yes. and that's being uh, implemented. But uh, look, I've been a league player for for many many years. I know the importance of being rated right. right. You know, and uh, but to explain that algorithm, no, uh, <laughs> I can tell you where you go. I'll defer. I, matter of fact, I'll do this. I'll give you the name of the person that you can do the interview with. Yes. If you want to get that algorithm explained. Oh, we would love that. Okay. Yes. Would love that would be this. a very popular episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, real quickly, anything we forgot? Anything else you want to say to Link? No, players? this has been fun. Yeah. It's been great. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be able to do this. And I'm glad that you're here at the U.S. Open. And we'll be in the president's suite tonight on a pretty special night with Serena playing. I just have to tell you, um, it's crazy. It is crazy here now. So yes. yeah, we are I'm so, glad you're here. Yeah, well, we are so excited. And we also want to thank Paula Hell for helping us get this interview. <laughs> She's sitting in here with us right now. So a big thank you to Paula Hell and also Mike McNulty. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We can't thank Mike McNulty enough for taking the time out of his busy schedule to do an interview with us. We definitely want to start volunteering with USTA, especially if we can change some of the rules. Also, we were hoping Serena would win her match, but the atmosphere was electric and incredible, and we had such an amazing time. We hope you check out our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.